If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. Today I'm here with Mitch Wilkes. Mitch, thanks for being here. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, exci- <laughs> I'm excited to be here, and thank you for the opportunity. I really was excited and looking forward to talking to you today because we're going to talk about mortgage loans, rates, real estate, all things. Tell us a little bit about your history and your experience and kind of what you're doing so that people can know. Yeah, absolutely. So my, my background in real estate has kind of been my whole life. I've grown up in the industry with my dad being, you know, part of that's been his gig his whole life. And so right after my mission, I served my mission in Calgary, Canada, came home and I, I hopped on board with a real estate company right away and, and kind of learned the ins and outs on the investing side first. Um, we did a couple of fix and flips and that's where I actually partnered with, with your son, you Ryan. Did. And we had, we, we had a lot of cool learning experiences doing some awesome properties in Salt Lake. And from there, kind of just found a different niche with, with mortgages and kind of more on like the transactional side of things. Um, so right now I'm, I'm a mortgage broker. I work with Summit Home Loans right in Kaysville, which is great. Um, we're right next to the Tanner Clinic and we're actually the highest rated mortgage brokerage in Davis County, which is awesome. So we've helped a lot of families. What is day. that rating based upon? A production? Yeah, so closings? it's just Google ratings and, and things that Better Business Bureau type. Oh, um, good. You know, stuff like that. So good. it's just been great because we, we can deliver a great product for, for the people of Davis County and really all over Utah. But it's been great. I love the number side of loans and, and being able to help, you know, facilitate you know, people getting into real estate. It is exciting. When I first was uh, going to school, after I'd graduated, I was hired by my friend who was a senior VP at First Security Bank. And I worked in the mortgage loan department. I was a mortgage loan processor. I did not know that. Yeah, I did that for probably, I think I processed loans for maybe three years and then decided I wanted to become a loan officer. So went to work for another company, um, Richards Woodbury. Okay. And then opened a brokerage for Worldly Financial and, and worked for... For many years in that's that awesome. industry, I had no idea that you were it, in the mortgage. It's, it's a world. great, it's a great foundation, really. It it's just great to learn how how it works and understanding the market and stuff. And so I've always loved real estate. Absolutely. And people always thought I was a real estate agent, and I'd say, No, no, I'm on the other side. I do the lending stuff, and and then I went and managed an escrow company actually also. Oh. And became a licensed escrow officer for a couple of years. Wow! So you've so dabbled in a I, lot of the yeah, I have. I really, I love it, and that's why it's always been really fascinating to me. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about rates. So we've seen, as we've been watching the market, everybody, um, you know, where prices were so high, and it was incredible if you were a seller, horrible if you were a buyer, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, overnight, boom, they tanked. So tell us what happened. And yeah, it's it's been an interesting year to say the least. We've seen just the last few years with COVID and and a lot of kind of the stimulus that was injected into the economy. So a few things really happened, right? Interest rates on the mortgage side of things dropped dramatically. We were seeing record low numbers. You know, we've never been in the twos before. And that was something it's we incredible. saw. And it was awesome to to take advantage of those rates. Obviously you're borrowing money very cheaply. 
Um, however, it it kind of had a a negative side as well because people could qualify for more mortgage, which mm-hmm. in turn kind of spiked the the real estate market. And I'm sure everyone in in Utah has noticed over the last three years, especially that home prices have just skyrocketed. And you know, a combination of things: number one, just not enough inventory to supply the demand, and then number two, with interest rates being so low, people qualifying, it a was lot just more than a bloodbath mm-hmm. exactly to get into a home. And so, it's it's been interesting as we pivot now into 2022. We've seen things kind of temp temper off a little bit, right? We've seen home prices, especially on the new construction side, where where things are starting to come down a little bit. And that's partly due to, I, I would actually say probably the biggest reason is is interest rates, right? So we've seen over the last little bit, the the Fed has been rate hiking every, it seems like every month now we're going up, you it know, is, 75 basis points. Yeah. And it's such a big difference. It it really does. And it's it 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 kind of translates to every market really, but um yeah, we've seen rates creep up. We were at the beginning of the year, we were still below three percent, and now we're we're upwards of you know six and a half, seven percent. Yeah, and that's just for people with great credit. Absolutely, right? and that's I mean that's that's your perfect mm-hmm. conventional mortgage, right? right? And so any of these non-QM or any of these other types of products, you're seeing eight, nine, ten percent. That is scary. I remember doing loans back, gosh, twenty plus years ago when people were getting twelve percent. Yeah. 12%, 10 to 12%. It's just, it's outrageous. It's, that it's, it's totally, completely outrageous. And I remember my mom saying, gosh, when we bought our first house, I think the rates were around 7 8%, which were so much cheaper. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know how much more people can afford as we, yeah. as we get into those higher numbers. Well, I it saw, really it, I saw an interesting statistic that um, it kind of compared the housing market from like 1970s to, to now. And they took the correlation between the average salary versus the average home price. And back in the 70s, the average home price was 1.5% the average salary. Okay. So affordable, right? Roughly mm-hmm. you could, you know, after a year and a half's worth of work, if you didn't spend a dollar, you could buy a house cash. Today, it's 16.5% the average oh, salary. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So it, it is different, right? We're seeing, you know, home prices be exponentially higher than what people are making. And then when you factor in, obviously, a higher interest rate than what we've been seeing, it has been. We've noticed it, right? New new mortgage applications have kind of slowly tempered off. It's been a little bit more difficult to to afford a house. Especially is it getting Utah. is it getting more difficult to qualify? So are they are the underwriters and the yeah, to, I think Banks 2008 and, kind of threw everything for a loop with the underwriting, right? And right. so, and all of a sudden they realized, okay, no, um, no income documented loans. We, exactly. We're not going to do crazy things like that. Yeah. But. So it's it's been pretty strict. I think COVID did a number on self employed borrowers as well. So if did you it? were a business owner, things like that, there was a lot more overlays than just your normal W two salary guy. Um, so yeah, underwriting has has come. I mean, lenders want to protect their own assets as well, right? So mm-hmm. if they're going to lend out money in in kind of a an unpredictable market, you could say they definitely want to make sure the borrower is is set to to make those payments. So I I heard that maybe lenders are being even more strict in terms of someone working for a family member. Yeah. So do they? If you work for a family member, do you not qualify for conventional financing? So there's even a couple... if it's an actual business. Your yeah, a couple different caveats there. It's it's pretty interesting. What they want to see is they want to see stability within your payment, and then they want to see just an employment history, right? Okay. A lot of times, 
and I'm not saying this happens all the time, but it, it sometimes it does, right? You have a family member that's a business owner. They want a, a family H- member to qualify. qualify. Okay. Give them an offer letter. Or we'll pay you five grand and X, you know. And then they never really do. And okay. then they never follow up with it. And so I think Loan what they. Fraud. Exactly. So I think what they want to do now is they. They just want to see consistency. So whether it's a, a family-owned business, they just they want to see that, A, you've been employed by this business for X amount of time, and then your paychecks have been consistent. And there's okay. not, like, manipulation there. So, okay. Looking for fraud. Yeah. So, and okay. that, like, I, I work for, my brother-in-law actually owns Summit Home Loans. His name's Dylan Lewis. And so even on that side of things, we don't even have the same last name, right? And and it's still kind of similar Is aspects. It? Yeah. Okay. They want to make sure that there's been consistency and paychecks are consistent. When I was doing loans years ago, um, twenty eight thirty six, those were kind of the ratios. They've changed, right? Yeah. Get to income. Mm-hmm. So, what are they now in terms of someone wanting to know if they qualify? So, debt to income ratio for a conventional loan is set pretty standard, about forty five percent. Oh, really? And that's going to be their, your back end debt okay. to income. So that's going to include debt to all your debts, right? So, okay. car payments, credit cards, all that good stuff. With FHA loans, which is the government backed kind of loan, it's a little bit more lenient. Um, and they're up to about 50%. Really? So, yep. And there, there's certain, it's it's kind of funny. Sometimes it's case by case and that can move up just a hair with both conventional and um, FHA. But for standard practices, they have kind of like a, you know, underwriters will have a sheet. If you check certain boxes, then that, that bar will move, right? But oh, okay. just a standard, about 40, 45 for conventional and 50, 50 for FHA. For FHA. Mm-hmm. Do they have any new programs for first-time homebuyers or yeah. veterans or first responders? Absolutely. So they have a, a really good, I mean, we, we've always had really good VA loans. Um, VA loans are obviously if you qualify, whether you're an active service or you are a veteran, um, these loans are amazing. There's zero money down. Um, the closing costs are dirt cheap if you don't even have to really pay out of pocket if you don't want to. Can, can it all be gifted? Yeah, can be okay. gifted. Um, VA loans are also usually about a quarter percent to a half percent lower than even conventional financing. So if there was a borrower out there that wanted to get the best deal on a mortgage, VA is where that is offered. And that's only a one-time use, right? So you can or use not. you can use it multiple times. Oh, you can just you? can't you can't own multiple VA loans. At oh, the same okay. Time, so one sense. VA loan. At a time. Exactly. Similar to FHA. So they, okay. they just want to see one FHA loan out at a time, but you can continue to use that uh, if you sell your property and buy another one. Oh, okay. That's yep. good to know. And then on the on first-time home buying side, you know, standard practice, I think a lot of first-time home buyers are, are kind of, I don't know if they're misinformed or if they're just not taught this, but I think they have maybe an unrealistic expectation of how much money they have to put down. Um, and it surprises people when I tell them that a conventional loan for first-time homebuyers is as little as 3%. And that that can be really helpful for people that are tied on cash. There's also a couple of really cool loan products that we offer at Summit and that the state of Utah actually offers, which is like a Utah home buying grant. Um, this is a loan where basically your closing costs and your down payment is set as a second lien. And okay. So you have a second mortgage. Second mortgage, that. but no no cash out of pocket, which is great. So couple of different, you know, really cool programs for first-time homebuyers. So they still have to pay, pay PMI, right? Yeah, they'll have okay. they'll have mortgage insurance on that. Um, a lot of these products have that second lien is actually a forgivable loan after about 36 months, which is cool. Really? Yep. So if they Com- stay in the house and make their payments, they, they, Completely they forgive that. Completely forgivable. Yep. So that's a really cool product. That's interesting. The caveats for those loans, obviously interest is going to be a little bit higher, right? Um, and then there's, there's going to be some income requirements for those types of loans. If you make you know, on paper, you, you're showing that you make really good money, then mm-hmm. 
they obviously won't let you take advantage of those types of okay, loans. So they're for certain income levels. Exactly. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's great that there are some programs. Now, I did hear that there are programs for first responders, too. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just a state grant program for police or for fire, yeah, so they have medics. It's, it's actually that certain lenders will have, you know, they'll, they'll set aside X amount of dollars for these types of grants and loans. Um, the hard part about those types of loans is, um, you know, lenders can kind of flip that switch on and off whenever they please, right? Oh, so okay. is it offered all the time? No. But is it offered? Yes. You know, occasionally. Sometimes. So okay. I think the best time is, you know, just sit down with either your mortgage broker or anyone. And, and if, if you are kind of fall under that umbrella to to really just kind of gauge, you know, who's who's offering those products at that time and and take advantage when they're available. Okay, that's good to know for people who are out there and, and interested. Yeah. My, I was going to ask you about credit. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I it's been years and years since I've gotten gone to get a loan. Um, I remember credit being what six forty was considered a good credit score. What's considered a good credit score now to get premium rates? Yeah. So credit has they've kind of strict gotten a little bit more strict with credit okay. um, over the last little bit. They they really want to make sure that that the borrower is is going to be, you know, responsible for paying back the loan, right? So I would say for a conventional loan, if you're not in like the 700 range, 700 okay. or higher, it might be very, it, it just might be worth going the FHA route. Okay. The cool thing with FHA, FHA is, is a loan basically designed for people with lower credit. Um, and so if you fall into that, you know, 600 range, FHA allows you to 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 not really have that be an effect on your loan, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, but with conventional, there's two things that credit's really going to do for you. Um, if you have really good credit, you're going to be able to get the highest tier pricing on the loan, and you're going to get the lowest mortgage insurance. So as your credit kind of goes down the scale, you know, rates and pricing and mortgage insurance starts to increase. Oh, okay. So my best advice for anyone that wants to purchase a home and get on a conventional loan today, I always say try and be in that 740 to 760 range. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've actually look at, looked yeah. at mortgage rates. They, they really okay. do. They, 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 they kind of tighten things up. Um, luckily, there's a lot of really good credit specialists out there. We work with a guy that, you know, I've taken borrowers from a 640 to a 740 in just a couple of weeks by- really? paying down debt, maybe, you know, getting rid of some derogatory marks. So there's a lot of things you can do even in a short amount of time to really improve your credit. So can people still get rid of poor credit? Yeah. Uh, histories? How do they do that? So a lot Not of it everything's has, computer. Yeah. It's so the, these credit specialists have, they, they have an ability to kind of look into um, like theoretical projections of what scores would be based off oh. of certain scenarios. And so um, I had a client recently that, you know, they had a, a couple of collections and, you know, their credit utilization, which is just basically how much credit they're offered and how much they're using was really high. And we were able to to go through and pay off those collections, get them deleted off of the credit report. Really? You can get them deleted? Yeah. Deleted, completely deleted, which okay. is super cool. Another cool thing about credit that actually just happened was medical bills is a big thing. I, I would say, you know, seeing a medical collection or something like that is is really especially during the last few years, is mm-hmm. is a big dinger to credit. Um, and as of July of this year, they actually came out and and stated that medical collections don't affect your credit anymore. Really? Yep. So good and bad, right? Obviously, we want people paying off but, their debt, but, 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 it's but good huge too for, people. for people. Yep. So that's yeah. really cool as well with credit. They were underinsured. 
As far as credit ratings go, then, it, you, do you just base it off of a FICO score? Yeah, so we we run credit um, for all conventional loans. They'll run credit through through the three big bureaus, okay. right? Um, and then what they'll do is they'll take the median. Okay. So they'll take your highest, your lowest, and whatever that middle score ends up being. That's what we'll use for that's your. That's what FICO. you'll use. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for people making decisions right now, because you know we're almost in a recession. Basically, we are. Yeah. Things are expensive. People are trying to pinch pennies. If they have to choose between different types of bills to make sure that they're current on. Mm-hmm. What are the most important bills to make sure that you don't get behind on? As so far as, as far as for credit purposes, mortgage is going to be the number one. Okay. Um, I've seen credit scores that were 780, even in the 800 range that miss a mortgage payment, even 30 days, that drops them into the 600s. Oh, okay. It's a massive, massive dinger. Um, and it's just based off of how much money is leveraged, right? So usually those kind of higher ticket items, Right. Um, when, when you're late on those payments, it's, it really takes a hit. Um, collections are another one too. Even a small, you know, I've seen people not make a utility payment and it takes their credit score down 70 points. So I would say prioritize your big loans first, right? Mortgage number one, um, you know, auto loans, if you have them, you can work out certain things with credit card companies to have an extra 30, 60, 90 days that sometimes you can't with auto and, and mortgage. So kind of start there and prioritize down. Okay. Um, and then if you have collections, pay them off as soon as possible. Usually, if you don't have a credit specialist help you with that, they'll 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 get off your credit in about six months. But a credit specialist for oh, so they don't follow you forever. Yeah, they won't follow you forever. The only thing is that will really follow you for a, a decent amount of time. Um, obviously, foreclosures and bankruptcies, things like that. Um, and then if you have late payments, so late payments on your car, late payment on your house, those are going to stick on your score a lot longer than late payments on. You know, like a utility bill that goes to collect something like that. Do mortgage uh, do mortgage companies take into consideration maybe a letter that you could write? I mean, years ago you could you could kind of write your excuse. This is what yeah. happened, and this is why my credit's bad. And people would, and, you know, underwriters would say, "Okay, well that makes sense. It was isolated." Mm-hmm. Is, does that still happen, or is it more of an automated sort um, of approval now? I would say lean more towards the automated side. Okay. However, there's there's a thing with FHA loans, and this is specific to FHA that's called. A manual underwrite. Um, and so instead of just kind of going strict to the book um, with like a computer automated system, um, it allows the underwriter to kind of manually look through a scenario. And, okay. and that's where we can give like letters of explanation and certain things that can kind of help um, paint the whole picture, right, for for that borrower. Oh, well, that's good to know. Yeah. At least there's a little bit of yeah, maybe compassion there for some people who are just finding themselves in really yeah. Dire situations. Absolutely. What is your prediction for the market? I mean, I remember, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, we were thinking, okay, we're going to crash eventually. Yeah. Things are way too high, especially in Utah, because we were so far behind prior to the last couple of years. Yep. What do you think is going to happen here? Um, so it's been, it's obviously, it's it's hard to predict perfectly where we think things are going. I, I expect interest rates in the next year to 18 months to start to come and trickle down. Do you think they um, will get down to... Five percent, four percent again. I would hope so. I think I think a very healthy rate in terms for borrowers and in terms for you know these lenders and the Fed and everyone around is is in that kind of that four percent range. And so you know, ideally, I'd like to get back into that range. And I think over the next couple, you know, year and a half to two years, that we we can trickle back into that range. It'll be interesting to see how the home prices fluctuate though in the next twelve to eighteen months, right? Yeah. Utah is kind of an outlier state just because of the growth that we've seen, right? Um, we've got a lot of move-ins from from the West and from 
from other areas that are coming because Utah's just got a really great diverse economy. We, we, we offer a lot to people coming in. And so I still think there will be a housing demand in Utah. Um, nothing like we've seen in the last couple of years. Really? Uh, for example, I mean, the beginning of this year, there was less than 2,000 homes on the market. Right now, we're sitting at over 10,000. Oh, are we? That's an interesting yeah. statistic. So it's, okay. and that's, and that's statewide. And, you know, these are single family, obviously. So and that would be listed. Yep. So single family listed. It's, I mean, that's a o- only big Only single difference. family. You're not even talking townhomes and, um, or, or those I should all say townhomes, condos. Yeah, all those housing things. availability in general. Exactly. Okay. So, and that's, uh, that's pretty crazy to think, right? We, it's an, an extra 8,000 homes on the market compared to what we saw that, all of 2021. You know, it means that cities and towns are doing their parts because we've had a lot of pressure from the state to provide more housing, yeah. be more open to higher density. And it, that's an interesting yeah. number. It and, was and it if, was pretty weird because we, you know, I we developed a couple of single family homes um, kind of the beginning of 2021 down in Orem. And the demand was absolutely insane. Um, you know, we we listed both of them. We had probably 100 plus people come through the open house. We had 30 offers within that first weekend. Gosh. And these were great, great properties, but I mean, nothing spectacular. Flip it, you know, flip over to today. And we've got developers with communities where, you know, they're getting one or two offers on a 50 townhome community. They're starting to offer these crazy incentives. So mm-hmm. definitely a switch in. And it was fast. You know, yeah. And it's just, it's crazy because it's just, it really boils down to affordability. Um, I ran the numbers yesterday on a, it was a $450,000 townhome, um, factoring in your escrows, right? So your taxes, your insurance, your mortgage insurance, and your HOA. I mean, these are thirty six dollars to $3,900 mortgage payments. That is so expensive. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's and, what someone would expect to pay on a million dollar home, right? Right. So it's, right. it's definitely a different, a different And who world can afford buyers. those? I yeah. mean, it's hard for the young family starting out. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. It is. And it's, it, you know, it's forcing a lot of dual incomes now. I think we're going to see for a sure. lot of that is people, you know, if there's a lifestyle that they want, if they want to take advantage of being a homeowner, like it'll require, you know, either more money to be made or dual incomes. 30 plus years ago, maybe 32 years ago, we bought our first house and it was 99000 and I think our rate was eight and a half percent, some somewhere around there. Yeah. And I think our house payment was seven hundred dollars. Yeah. That included everything. And we just thought there's no way we can make that because yeah. we'd gone from an apartment three twenty five a month mm-hmm. to doubling it. And I remember the bank even looking at us saying, "Now, are you sure you can? You know, you can yeah. make this payment." It was a big deal. But I don't know how people do it now. I it's, mean, kids your age, adults your age. Yeah. Young it's families, tough. It's, it's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. They, I think it's Utah's becoming one of those states that's uh, it's going to be difficult to be a homeowner. And I don't say that to scare people off. I still think if you if you can, I would highly recommend being a homeowner. There's so many perks to it. Um, but with that being said, you know, as the, as we continue to progress as a state and as mm-hmm. we continue to grow and the demand continues and there, there's a lot of positive factors for the state and kind of just moving in that direction, it's going to be difficult to be a homeowner, um, you know, in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Which is a huge disadvantage uh, generationally because most people gain wealth in their house. I mean, that's that's where they're able to create that nest egg. And if we don't have opportunities for our kids and for people around us to do that, then the barrier to wealth is so high. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost an impossible thing to overcome. Yep. Unless we can fix this. 
Yeah, I was I interesting. I attended a networking meeting this last week and that was really one of the biggest topics of focus was homeowning is like we should be fighting for that. We should mm-hmm. be we should be trying to do all that we can to help people own property in this in this state and in this country. It's it's good for it's, the economy, it's it good is. for everybody. Yep. So we'll we'll see. I I'm I'm assuming in the next couple of years as well that that loans Mortgage companies are going to have to get more aggressive. They're going to have to set themselves apart and bring in business. It's true. So I assume that there's going to be some new new programs, new programs. You know, certain types of loans that make things more affordable, interest only, or you know, forty oh, or whatever. Interest it may only be. are awful. They they're, are. They're awful. I mean, I I know they help people get into homes, yep. but gosh, when I was doing um, like twenty years ago when rates were twelve percent, I was doing um, closings, mm-hmm. going representing companies going out to people's homes doing closings, and and that was that was the the sub market, you yeah. know, obviously at twelve percent, but it was scary because mm-hmm. these people who are barely making any money are doing a loan for twelve yeah. percent, and then their loan officers in some other state are telling them, oh, you can just refinance in a, in a year or two. Well, what if they can't? Yeah, and they're stuck, and they were doing arms. Yeah, that were crazy high rates. Yeah. And they were guaranteed to adjust every six months, six-month LIBOR arms. Yeah. It's scary. Just, it is crazy. But and people were out of options. So, And that's, I think, two things with that as well as I think it, it, it puts a lot of focus on who you hire for when you go to, you know, if you're looking to buy a house, who you hire matters so much. It, it absolutely does. And, and working with someone that genuinely cares about you and your situation and and I don't want to even want to use the word steer because it's not a good word, but but really just mm-hmm. you know to, put to you guide. into mm-hmm. a, a situation that's going to be financially smart. I think that's what's one thing that's cool about what I do on a daily basis. I get to put on different caps throughout the day, right? I get to put on my accountant cap if I'm working with someone with their tax returns, or if I you know get to put on my financial advisor cap to help someone with you know, hey, this is a rate program. You know, is is the seven year arm worth? It? Is it thirty or fifteen, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and kind of going over the numbers and helping them through that. So, who you hire matters, and people that take their job seriously and sure. genuinely care about people are gonna are gonna are gonna help their clients make the best decisions for them in their situation. Um, on the flip side, if you hire someone right that that genuinely doesn't, doesn't care, care about you, they're gonna they're gonna steer you into whatever fills their pocket, and it could be pretty detrimental to to you down the road. Is that what is unique about Summit? Because yeah. you guys actually do provide some financial advice, it sounds like. Not not as a financial advisor, but just some basic good sense. Absolutely. The one thing that I love about Summit that we do is we really try and meet with our clients on a regular basis. We we offer monthly trainings, whether it's on reverse mortgage programs, which we have coming up actually um, in November. Um, we do first-time homebuyer classes, investment property classes. We really want to focus on educating people as much as possible within real estate and within the mortgage industry. Um, and this comes because obviously, you know, when I went and got my first mortgage and when Dylan and all these, you know, these guys that work at Summit, it was a different experience, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I, I wished that I had learned certain things leading up to that decision because I felt like I would have been a more confident home buyer. Um, and so what we really want to focus on now and moving forward is I want my clients to be completely confident in in the purchase they're making in the loan that they're getting because they understand what a mortgage is they understand their payments they understand their mortgage insurance their escrows and we helped walk them through that process that they don't get to the closing table see their settlement statement and be completely blown away right so that's what we really want to focus at summit so your ideal client then would be someone that would maybe be planning ahead yeah is that what i'm hearing absolutely someone that says hey in the next 6 months i'd mm-hmm. like to buy a house help me educate me 
prepare me. Absolutely. I think that's one of my favorite meetings is meeting with somebody that has a goal. And the goal is to own a home, whether that's in six months, a year, 18 months. And being able to to spend time with them for 30 minutes, an hour, however long they need, and kind of plan these things out. Because it is, if you're a self-employed borrower and you, you need to recognize that you need you know multiple years of tax returns, or if you are a commission-based W-2 earner, you need to mm-hmm. you know show consistent commissions. And being able to sit down with someone and plan that for the future so that you are prepared and ready to rock on buying a house when the time comes is awesome. Because if you, you know, you start getting that home itch and you never met with someone, you know, you, you you'll you could get hit with some with some tough news that, hey, you know, you're going right. to have to wait a little bit because you just didn't prepare for it. That's true. That's it's It'd be really smart to get in front of that yeah. and to have that discussion. Or Absolutely. someone with a unique situation. Maybe mm-hmm. most of their income is from bonuses. Yep. And they, they are salary, but it's really small and it's not enough to qualify. And they need to know, okay, you need a history of bonuses that you can average out probably, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. And that's that's what's cool with being a broker is, you know, certain banks and, and other bigger retail lenders, they kind of have one guidebook. And that's, you know, if you, if you don't fit their perfect criteria, then they'll turn you away. However, as a broker, we we network and work with dozens of different lenders that can that can take certain loans and in certain income situations. And so I I would always recommend working with someone like that that can that can take you if you are that cookie cutter loan then we we can get you into a really great loan program. But if you are a little bit more, you know, your income's a little bit different, you, you know, you maybe work multiple jobs or whatever it may be, we still have loan programs that can help you with that. And so That's sitting down with us and going over those options is is super important. Mitch, where are you located? So we are going to be moving actually into um, a new house just by Boondocks in Parkway Lofts area. Oh, oh, you personally? Yes. Yeah, so oh, you personally? Okay, I was just you summit, but but oh. also, but also you personally? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. So summit, we're actually yeah. So I could walk to my office from from this studio at Summit. Great. Yeah. So it's super close by. We wanted to be central in in Kaysville. Um, we're really well connected with Kaysville and and you know yeah, Davis you, High grads. You've grown we know up here, everyone. right? Yep. So it's nice to kind of be that um, familiar face in the mortgage industry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a a scary thing going out and getting a big loan and buying a house and so having that familiar face that someone can come to and trust they know me you know right. we played football together whatever <laughs> it may be yeah it just it helps with that and so like we really liked to stay in Kaysville and we've got a, a really fun office plenty of room to meet with people so oh that's good so mm-hmm. you're in Kaysville as a, as a business and as a resident as well yeah. which is great and you guys are getting ready to move yeah, so we're Good. we're a contract right now. We're closing in in about twenty one days. We that's exciting. Yeah, we were living in Kaysville, kind of like they call it old Kaysville on three hundred West, and loved it. So our family's growing. My wife is pregnant with baby two. So, really, yeah. congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, so we just exciting trying to find something that we can kind of call home for a longer amount of time. So. Have have some time to yep. and space to grow into it. Absolutely, Mitch. That's great. Well, you, you and Ryan have been friends for years, and I've known you since you were young. Yep. And it's been fun watching you grow up and choose your career and watching your journey. Thank you. I appreciate that. I completely trust you. You're so confident and so experienced. And I hope that anyone who's interested in a loan or a loan program, I hope that they come and see you. Thank you so much. That'll be good. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. To all my podcast listeners, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Please leave comments and please leave suggestions for future guests. And most importantly, subscribe. Thank you.